The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to Jamie D and Big Newt. Thanks for joining us for a maiden voyage here. I'm Jamie D'Amico. He's big, Chris Newton. And you know what? You may have heard me on Believe, a Bills fan podcast with John Boccasino. And we're so happy to be joined by Big Chris, the Newt, as they call him. Let me introduce you a little bit. He was an all-state football player in high school. He played college football. He played in the Arena League. Big Newt. Thanks for joining me, man. Hey, man, thanks for having me again. I'm glad we're going to get a chance to finally put our uh, voices on the air and, uh, and have our opinions heard by all of Buffalo Nation, man. I'm so excited. This is really cool because, you know, you and I have been watching the Bills together for, God, what, 14 years? At least, yeah, yeah. When I moved to Virginia, it was, what, like 07, so... It sounds about right. Yeah. So thir- thir- going on 13 years now, um, we ended up here in Washington, D.C., the D.C. Bills backers. And uh, the better I got to know, uh, the better I got to know you, the more I realized that you were absolutely magnetic and everybody wanted to be your best friend. And when podcasting became a thing, my very first thought was, this guy needs a podcast. So here we are. And actually on the agenda for today, we're talking about training camp battles. And we're also going to talk about what the Bills front office has to do in order to set themselves up for salary cap success next year, because it's going to be a little different next year. But hey, man, glad to have you, Newt. And I'm going to tell you what, man, we used to be at McFadden's. You said everybody wanted to be around me, man. It wasn't like that at the beginning. You know, I moved from Florida and I came up. I didn't know anybody. I just looked on the website and they said that uh, McFadden's uh, down by Georgetown was the official Buffalo Bills bar. So I show up and it's just like any other year. I'm sure a lot of you all go to Bills bars and part of, uh, you know, Bills Mafia. And so you go to the bar and there's hundreds of people there the first couple of weeks. And then as we lose, it slowly dwindles down. So then you look at the pictures. I got pictures of when I first went there. And then when it came down to us and, you know, (laughs) and all of us, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like 10 of us left the bar. And so we all migrated to the same area. And that's how we became friends. 
that that's an excellent point. Um, and I, I don't know what you're saying about people not uh, liking you at first. Now, maybe it's because you're the largest person there. That's entirely possible. But I, it makes you it makes you warm and cuddly. So, hey, <laughs> hey, I want to say something real quick, man. Hey, I. I'm a little less love to love now, man, over the quarantine, man. You know, my wife and I, we've been doing the keto diet and I actually dropped 35 pounds, man. So it's a little less to love. So good for you, man. That's, so, yeah. uh, that's yeah. an accomplishment right there. Well, I'm getting there, man. You know, I was hovering around 450. Now I'm about 415 now. So my goal is to get into the threes, you know, before school starts for the kids. That's our goal. Excellent. Keep working on it, man. And I'm trying to put on muscle, maybe get myself up to like 165, 170. Hey, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is, neither of us are lying about that. Um, the, the one thing our listeners have never seen necessarily, unless they watch the games with us, is after Bill's touchdown, uh, Big Newt here grabbing me like a toddler and throwing me up in the air above his head and shaking me around. It's It's a sight. If anybody listening has a picture of that, uh, tweet it to us. I'm at the Jamie D'Amico, and you're at tell at us big at big underscore newt, big underscore newt. Yep. So let's digress and start talking more about the Bills than our own friendship here, because I'm sure people don't want to hear too much about that. I got you. But we've we've got some battles going on here, right? And yes, the do. one the one they've been talking about a lot lately, Zach Moss and Devin Singletary. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Brandon Bean says that it's Motor's job no matter what. What do you make of that? I believe him. Uh Devin Singletary, you know, he he he's I think he's more Barry Sanders like. Um his yards per carry was outstanding and now we have an opportunity now that Frank Gore's gone um to give the ball in his hands more often not only out of the backfield but uh in rushing plays but also in the passing game too. Um, Zach Moss will be the a younger compliment once again, kind of like uh, Thunder and Lightning. What we wanted to have with uh, Frank Gore, and it, it started well last year, but then as the season went on, I think he kind of wore down. So now we got a young Frank Gore type, you know, uh, power back that could get those tough yards up the middle, and then uh, we got the scat back, kind of do it all guy, Devin Singletary. So I I don't think that it's a, a battle per se. I think that's going to be our one-two. So you think that you think that Singletary is fast enough that we can refer to him as lightning, though? I mean, he's got quick side-to-side movement, but yes. you know the straight line speed certainly yeah. isn't there. I think he's quick. And in yeah. football, pro football, I think that's more important than straight line speed, or just as important. Excuse me. Um, I think he he'll be able to do the job. And once again, we're not trying to overload him. We're not going to try to give him the ball thirty times a game. I mean, I think no. with his touches, I mean, I think he if he could keep that yards per carry up like he did last year, I think it'll be wonderful, man. And then Zach Moss could come in and be the bruiser. So I think sure. it'll work out. That'll be a good one-two punch. I'm looking forward to seeing it. And I like the way the Bills set it up where, you know, they make they make rookies earn their place on the field. They don't hand them anything. And and I like that. And I think the veterans on the team appreciate that, too. Um, well, but, especially this year, because we don't have any preseason. Like, yeah. I mean, we're really I mean, only person I could really see uh, getting, you know, a lot of time is A.J. Espineza, uh, Espineza 
and Zach Moss. And, we're, and I'm sure we're going to get to all the positions, but um, – I mean, without the uh, training camps and without OTAs and without preseason football, man, it's going to be tough sledding for a lot of the young guys, especially, you know, the rookies and then the undrafted guys. I, I agree. I think the teams that are bringing in uh, a lot more young players this year are going to – we're going to see sloppy football at the beginning of the year. I, I don't think there's any way around it. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and the young guys especially, the ones that aren't familiar with the system – Next thing you know, they're going to be running the wrong route or, you know, going after the wrong blocking assignment. And, you know, it, it, at least on offense, your quarterback's not going to be too happy when that happens. Right. I totally agree. It, it's probably going to be sloppy. And I think uh, the advantage will definitely go to the more veteran teams, the, uh, the people who have the same offensive coordinators and the same quarterbacks. And you're not trying to integrate too many new pieces. So is do you think there's anything Singletary could do to lose the job? Or is there anything Moss could do to win it out of camp, despite being saying that it's Singletary's? Oh, yeah. I mean, anything's possible, but, I mean, I don't see it. Devin Singletary, man, he was very good last season. He I was. mean, a few times. I mean, I remember us talking about all the time. We were screaming, give the ball to Singletary when he was trying to force feed Frank Gore and yeah. trying to get TJ Yeldon in the game and all that stuff, man. Just give it to the guy, man. And, and once again, he's going to be a sophomore running back. So hopefully they will draw up new wrinkles and new plays and get that guy out in space, man. Because laterally, man, he reminds me a lot of Barry Sanders, man. I tell you, he, he – he might get ran down in the open field, but he's going to get to the open field because there was a lot of times a regular back would have got hit for losses and he made it a plus game. So, yeah, he, have all he the breaks faces. ankles. Oh, yeah. And that's important, man, especially when your offensive line graded out like ours. And we discussed that with our uh, last podcast, grading the offensive line. So, so I don't think they're going to take it away from Singletary, but what would Moss have to do? To prove to the coaches that he's the one who should be getting the lion's share of the carries. I mean, if he uh, if he gets more yards per carry, I mean, if he makes the offensive line better than Singletary, if he pass protection, pass pro, that's important. Because a lot of times Frank Gore got in the game, that's what he was in the game for. You yeah. know, so if, if Moss could prove that he's uh, a better pass protector than Singletary, maybe that'll get him more touches. So, but definitely to start off, once again, without preseason football, we can't evaluate those things. So they're only evaluating when they're scrimmaging each other. So right. we're we don't we're not privy to all that information. I mean, we have some of it. I don't know if you watched NFL Network today, but they were uh, at Bills Camp, and and you know they were talking about the Bills. But I mean, I don't think he gave away a lot. So. If he can show that he could do those things, I can see him taking the number one. But I, I think both of them are going to get plenty of carries this year. Yeah. Um, I, You know, Singletary is not infallible. I mean, the guy is – he's not good as a blocker, which right. is obviously a necessity, especially on third downs. And his fumble rate is 2.2%, which is the highest of anybody with regular carries in the NFL so, I mean, if he's fumbling a lot in training camp, you're definitely going to see the ball handed to Moss more frequently. In fact, a couple of days ago, um, Singletary fumbled and was basically benched the rest of practice. So, hope he okay. learns his lesson. I hope so, man. I remember last year, man, it was times we were screaming about it. You had to take him out, man. I mean, so that's definitely yeah. something to keep an eye on. 
So shifting gears, let's go to let's go to cornerback where we've got Josh Norman who recently got injured with a hamstring and uh Levi Wallace. How do you see that shaping up right now? We brought we brought Josh in to play. Um the fact that he's missing reps right now, um, it hurts him. Um so we need to I would say we're gonna probably go into it with uh Levi Wallace the other side of T. White at this point. And then uh, I'm hearing Cam Lewis is looking good. So uh, hmm. Josh Norman is going to have he, – he's going to have uh, some work to do to get in that rotation once he gets back healthy. It, it's hard, man, right now. Once again, I can't say it enough, man. The fact that we missed a lot of time and you got to realize something, Jamie. I mean, opening day is less than three weeks away, you know? Oh, my so, God. He, I mean, I know it don't feel like it. People ain't talking about it. People talking about the NBA bubble down in, down in uh, Florida. But, I mean, we're talking less than three weeks, you know. So, I mean, he got an uphill battle at this point, man, missing those reps, man, because every rep right now is invaluable. Right. And his experience is going to help with that. You know, he's played in the system before. He's been in the league for a long time. He's played at a high level, but I have to agree with you. And it sounded like his play had been a little bit up and down to this point where, you know, he was getting beat now and then. He was also intercepting passes. Now, that's one of the things he does really well. He's got incredible hands. Mm hmm. But, yeah. you know, you don't want to hear about your your number two guy getting beat regularly. And maybe they were just paying more attention. Uh, the media was paying more attention because he's the new guy and he's the name. Uh, but it, that remains to be seen uh, how that's going to shake out. But, yeah, I think Levi Wallace might, you know, because he's on the field, it, it gives him a leg up right now. now hey, let's- man, the number one ability is availability, man. Old adage. So you got to be out there getting those reps, man. So that brings me over to one more position battle that I'm I'm a little bit curious about. And that's all of the people vying for the right-hand side of the offensive line. So you've got a bunch of names going in there. You've got Daryl Williams, Cody Ford, Ty Insecki, Brian Williams, uh, John Feliciano is out with an injury, but he's in there. You've got um, you've got Bame, you've got uh, uh, Ryan Bates, Ike Betker. There's a lot of people that are vying for playing time, and and this is after they traded Spencer Long. What's going on there? How, how is this shaking out right now? Well. Right now, if we had to play tomorrow, I think Cody Ford would be at the right tackle. Uh, Brian Winters, the new at uh, Winters, the new acquisition from the Jets. He'd be a guard, and uh, of course, Mitch Morris is center. Quinn Spain at left guard, and then newly paid Deion Dawkins um, at at uh, the left tackle. Um, Brian Brian Winters, and I don't know if you saw the clip of uh, AJ. Yeah. He mauled Winters. And I know as a former football player, that's going to happen, and he's probably embarrassed. I mean, you know, it's like the Kimbe Batumbo. He blocked a lot of shots in his NBA career, but he got dunked on a couple times. So I I was always the person that always said, you know, if you're a tooth chipper, sometimes you're going to get your chipped tooth. And he definitely got his chipped tooth. So if you haven't seen that clip yet, I retweeted it. Go to uh, my Twitter at – uh, big underscore new, and you'll see it, man. I mean, 
AJ just mauls him in a one-on-one drill. Oh, my God. So some people are saying that Winter's got his foot kind of tangled up with the with the person playing next to him, his right tackle. It didn't. Does that make a difference? Of course, that makes a difference. You trip over somebody's feet, man. Yeah, I, I mean, but I didn't see that. I mean, it just looked like he just hauled off and got him. Um, yeah. But I mean, yeah, you get your feet tangled up there all the time, especially in the interior, man. So you know, he, hopefully that's not indicative of. His whole career here, but I mean, hey, welcome to Buffalo, man. Right. <laughs> um, so I've recently been reading that the combination of Cody Ford at right guard and Daryl Williams at right tackle has been outstanding recently, especially in run blocking. And oh, yeah. they're saying that that Daryl Williams is looking like his feet are much quicker than they were last year in Carolina. Now he was coming off uh, a pretty big injury last year and it affected him quite a bit, but we're talking about a, a former second team all pro. How would you feel if the starting right side was Ford at guard Williams at tackle? I'll say I'll be happy. Um, if he could recapture his anything half of his career where he had at Carolina, let's do it. Um, right. And, and and once again, we're not privy to see all the practicing and all the reps, but uh, if they decide that that's the best combination, man, I trust it, man. I would love to see it. So let's do it. And, you know, it's something I've been thinking about is – kind of the the human side of training camp. It's something that I, I always think about. Now, you've been there. What is it like when you've got somebody in the same room as you that's trying to take your job? You know, when they're speaking to the media, they all say the right things. But I can't imagine that they could possibly mean those things. Well, I, I always thought that you... <sighs> You got to have a certain maturity level. You're you're going to be a pro, but do you want your opportunity? Of course you do. You don't want to see anybody get hurt, but if they do get hurt, I mean, you're warming up and you're getting in there. So I don't think people wish ill will on people, but they're not that sad once they get to play. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and I mean, is everybody going to be like Brent Favre was to Aaron Rodgers? You know what I'm saying? And not All right. He was a dick. Right, and it's funny that not Aaron Rodgers has to do it to the young rookie. You know what I'm saying? So, And you know Aaron Rodgers is going to be a complete ass. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's funny how that goes around. But, um, yeah, I would just describe it as, you know, on the low end of it, you might just be kind of cold to the person and not really want to help them. But then you have people like Fitzpatrick, who I, I heard he take, uh, he's he been taken to a, a tongue of the lawyer vote. Ah, but I'm getting tired. I can't say it. Yeah. Tuggle of Lawyer. And he's uh taking him under his wing um and mentoring him. But that's what Fitz does. You know what I'm saying? He yeah. knows he's the old Wiley veteran. He's paid to be another coach. And when you do that, man, you last longer in the league. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like if you see superstar, like and, and once again, this is a basketball reference. Vince Carter has lasted over 20 years in the league because he's a great teammate and he's like a teacher, a coach, along with staying in great shape and help you on the court. Now, in contrast to that, Allen Iverson, okay, and I love Allen Iverson. I don't want people to think I'm dumping on him because he's one of my favorite players of all time. He went from like a superstar to out the league in like two years. 
two yeah. or three years. And, and it was so, incredible. Yeah. And so when people don't realize, hey, I'm not quite what I used to be. I'm not a superstar no more. Now I'm just a starter. Or now I'm a st- I was a starter. Now I'm a role guy. How you handle that and your professionalism and how you help in other areas will also dictate the rest of your career in that league. You see what I'm saying? I yeah. knew once T.O. started falling off and Ocho Cinco, once they lose a step, I knew they were going to be out the league. You know what I'm saying? Because they can't be good teammates. Right. You got to be a great teammate unless you're a megastar. And I think some of that is um, like also is like with Cam Newton. Like Cam Newton, I think some of his injuries, I think some of his COVID, we can work you out, we can test you. Um, but I think it's some of that too, man. You know, if you're going to be loud, boisterous, you Instagram and you talking trash, you better be an MVP type guy. And that's why I think he stayed on the open market for so long. So I think some of those things got to do with it too. And how many guys don't realize when they're slowing down? People don't. People don't, right. man. I mean, hey, we, we all deal with it, man. Hey, I, I look at myself. Man. I look at myself in high school, man. I was all buffed up, ripped up. And in college, <laughs> I was 260 buff. Now I'm 400. And I'm looking at myself like, man, I'm not that guy no more. So it's a certain humbleness. But I don't know if you ever go to your class reunions. You got <laughs> girls. Come on, man. Let, we all seen it, man. The hot girl in high school. Now four kids later, you know, she ain't <laughs> what she was. And she like, why? She looking at you like, like, hey, you looking like, hey, and she go in for a hug. You stick out that hand because you don't want to get a hug. Yeah. I mean, she don't realize. <laughs> she, don't <laughs> she don't realize that she ain't what she was. And, and once again, I'm not knocking women because, hey, I'm the same way, dude. I, I You go on my Instagram. I post pictures all the time. When I played, I was buff, ripped. I could go to the beach, take my shirt off. Now, I wouldn't even dare do that to you by taking my shirt off. So we all go through it. It says I'm humble enough and I <laughs> I have enough self-actualization to know that I'm not what I was in 1995. It almost sounded like you said sexual but you said self-actualization self-actualization man some people got it some people don't hey man you're still a big sexy well my wife likes it so as long as she happy i mean i'm good man i'm a happy man and your wife is fine well well thanks man that's very kind well hey are you checking out my wife man uh no (laughs) (laughs) i'm joking man. i got you i appreciate it man Oh, by the way, I've got a story to tell you from this past weekend, which has nothing to do with the current Buffalo Bills. I I was driving down the street yesterday, and there was a a group of people that were just kind of gathered around on on a sidewalk. And I'm seeing this jersey, and I'm like, that's a Bills jersey. But the number's not coming to mind. And I got up and drove past the dude, and he was standing with his back to the road. It was Mm -hmm. a Percy Harvin jersey. What? I know. I've never seen one of those before. <laughs> Where were you at? You were in D.C.? I was in D.C., yeah. Well, you know, it, it might have been him. You know he's from Maryland. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I think he, I, I'm almost sure that Percy Harvin's from Maryland. You think that. Percy Harvin's walking around wearing his old Buffalo Bills jersey? <laughs> that happens, man. When I was in the Pro Bowl, man, those guys was walking around with their jerseys on. I thought that was a little weird, but to each his own. Well, uh, <laughs> wait, wait a minute. They were like walking around town wearing their yes. jerseys? Yes. Yes. That's very odd. Yeah. Not everybody, but it was a couple of people doing it. 
So I oh, thought man. that was different. So yes, some people, some people will do it. Did you see the thirty for thirty about the dream team? Uh, yes, loved it. it. It was fantastic. But they were talking about how the players were getting mobbed everywhere they went, except for John Stockton, right. and and they showed him going up to a woman that was wearing one of those t-shirts that had caricatures of all the players on the team. Yeah, and he was speaking right to the woman, and she had no idea. Yeah. And I tell and I tell you, man, that's wonderful, man. That's that's what you want, if anything, you know. Right. That's what you want. I mean So he was the only one walking around with his family, yet here's these guys at the Pro Bowl that are wearing their jerseys so everybody recognizes them. Yeah. I don't know why you would do that. Because you want the well, we could do a whole episode about that. Like Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you like, we always used to say, man, like, uh, if you're a running back, quarterback, receiver, like, you can't turn it off. Where if you're an offensive line, a defensive line, you could turn it on and turn it off to suit you and how you want to do it. Like, getting in the clubs. You know what I'm saying? You be like, hey, I'm, I'm such and such, such and such. Oh, yeah, what's up, man? Come on in. But you go in there, you could talk to a girl. I'm such and such. Tell them who you are, whoop you woo and good. But if it's somebody like uh, like Josh Allen, probably can't go anywhere. Especially no, he'd like get mobbed. He'll get mobbed. You know what I'm saying? But a lineman, you know, like uh, I'm sure Dolphins, Quentin Spain can go wherever he wants. Exactly, exactly. And he could turn it on and turn it off to his liking. Yeah, hmm. yeah. It, I, you know, I never played football. Um, I, I never. I mean, I only played like summer league and rec sports. Um, but I did play in a band. Uh, when I was in college, a couple of them actually. And it's funny, you you mentioned the quarterback running back receiver, and it reminds me an awful lot of the guitarist and the lead singer, whereas I was playing the drums behind the drum kit and people you know could barely see me as it was. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I was walking around going, don't you know I'm in a band? I'm cool, <laughs> right? Exactly, man. Especially when you was out there running around trying to get girls' numbers and stuff, man. I, I feel you. Yeah, didn't work very well. Yeah, and Percy Harvey is from this area. He's from he's from Virginia. I said Maryland, so he is from Oh, okay. It, yeah. it, it could have at minimum been one of his family members. Yep, yeah, that's true. That's true. But they had that jersey. You probably got to know him. It isn't even him, or you got to know him—a cousin, a brother, or uncle, something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so let, let's get back to uh, to the topic at hand uh, yes. here. Now we are we're going to talk about the Bills' salary cap situation both this year and next year because cap savings from this year roll into next year, right. and the Bills are about twenty three million under the cap this year and once rolled over it gets the salary cap to right around once 175 million you know within about a half mil of that and okay. next year because of the covid they're expecting the revenues to drop which means the salary cap is going to drop to no lower than 175 million so that becomes a problem because that means if, if it stays at that number, that means the Buffalo Bills don't have any wiggle room to to sign any new free agents or even sign their draft picks because you need about $4 million set aside just to sign your, your draft picks. So 
what the Bills do this year is going to have a huge effect on next year's cap because they can any savings they have this year they can roll over so they can add savings to this year. Right. So so my first question to you is how they go about that is going to entirely be it's going to entirely be in line with what they think from a management perspective they've got this year. So do they think they're a year away from being a contender or are they going for it? I think they're going for it, and I think you're going to see that in a few weeks or at least this season how we handle Trent Murphy. Um, Once again, we got the young rookie biting at his heels, um, and I I like our D-line rotation. Uh, Can we go on the season with with, uh, A.J., Mario Addison, and then Jerry Hughes? and let Trent Murphy go, we could probably make – and then uh, Mike Love and uh, Vincent Taylor, we could probably make that work. But Trent, Trent Murphy had some good games last year. You know what I'm saying? And so a few. He had a couple. So, and, and from what I hear, I heard he's looking sprightly in his steps. I mean, I heard that he, you know, he's looking good out there. So, I think that if we keep him, that's letting, that's letting the fan base know that – Hey, we're trying to win, and we'll take this. What, what did he make? Like six, seven million dollars. Uh, we'll he's he's going to make over nine million this year, and it's a salary cap hit of eight million. Okay, now yep, you're right. I'm sorry. So almost ten million dollars. So that lets you know that hey, we're trying to win now. You know so what I'm if, saying? If they make that decision. I mean, that's the management that's coming from Sean McDermott, Brandon Bean, uh, Terry Pagula. When it comes to the front office decisions, do you trust them, particularly Brandon Bean? Do you trust them making those decisions? Hey, Jamie, man, if you was here in Richmond, man, I I, I think I'd choke you right now. How dare you question Brandon Bean? How (laughs) dare you? This man, when it comes to making decisions these first couple of years, he's he's above reproach. How dare you question him? He's like Chicken Filet. He's like Chicken Filet. How? You ever go to Chick Fil A, Jamie? Uh, yeah, a few times. Okay, when you go there, do you ever have to check your bag? No. No, you don't check your bag. You know why? If they made a mistake, then that's what you were supposed to have. What? Okay. <laughs> do you understand? No. That's how Brandon Bean is. I don't question that man because everything he's done is almost nine times out of ten turned to gold. You understand? So, no, if he decides to keep Trent Murphy, then we supposed to have Trent Murphy. I'm not worried about the salary cap because I know they got it under control. You know, at first, like, let me give you an example. Okay. I was I was skeptical when we didn't re-sign Jordan Phillips and Shaq Lawson. But then you add Mario, okay, you add Vernon Butler. You add Quentin Jefferson, right? Yeah. Vernon Butler from Carolina, so they had a relationship. All right? They make – well, Mario makes about what Jordan Phillips and Shaq Lawson made. Yes. Okay? And so I'm like, uh, let's keep it. But if you dog delve off into their contracts, if we decide to cut Mario, I think we'll we'll only lose – like the will only be like 13 mil. But Jordan Phillips and Shaq Lawson, you cut them, you're losing like 20-some million. Right. Okay? So that's the difference. You know, what I had like, because I love Jordan Phillips. I He has the moxie. He played to the crowd, especially when we played against Miami. Yeah. He, I like that. Oh, I like when a big guy shake it. Oh, you know I like that. Absolutely. So, 
So I just think I questioned that. Like I would have loved to keep him, but to see that we drafted the young boy and then we got Mario, okay, I'm ready to roll. So no, I don't question none of the moves he make at this point, and and I trust him 100. percent Unlike our previous regime, uh, I I'm with you. I I do. I I trust him too. Now I was. I was not being blasphemous. I was not questioning Brandon Bean. I was asking if you trusted Brandon Bean. How ah. dare you turn that oh. around on me? Okay, okay, you big I bastard. Guess I'm I, I, hey, I black out sometimes, man, when it comes <laughs> to Bean and McDermott, man, because I'm just, man, hey, man, we've been to the playoffs two of the last three years, Jamie. Right? I, did you ever, like, honestly, did you ever think we'd see the day? Because some of those days we was down in the basement, McFadden's, and we're drinking some beers, and it's 4 o'clock after a 1 o'clock beat down, and we're watching the next game. We're just sitting there wondering, are we ever going to get out of the doldrums of sports infamy? Are we ever going to get out of this hellhole? And now I'm looking like, man. And it's like today I went and uh, bought Madden. I'll pick it up tomorrow. And I'm like, man, I could actually get mad and maybe I have a decent team. Maybe I could actually win some games. Cause you know, I, I look at my man team, man. I look at Buffalo like my wife, man. I like I don't play with other teams. I play with Buffalo. <laughs> so I routinely get my butt kicked all the time because I'm stick I'm so faithful to my team. You know, so I'm thinking, man, I might actually I bought the hundred dollar version. You know, man, it costs a hundred dollars now. But I had no MVP, idea. Yes, the MVP edition that you get three days early, it's 100 bucks. It was 105 with tax. But I'm happy. I'm going to have it at 10 o'clock tomorrow, and I'm going to play it all day tomorrow while drinking a little wine and fantasizing about <laughs> this year's season. <laughs> I'm excited, man. Listen to you, man. I'm excited too. And, and you know, obviously the season goes as Josh Allen goes, but let me let me throw some salary cap numbers at you right now. Okay. 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 Trent Murphy, eight million dollars. Yep. Uh Patrick DeMarco, who was only on the field for fifteen percent of the offensive snaps this past season, one point four. Steven yep. Hauschka, who you know they want to get rid of. We didn't talk about this at the top of the show when we were talking about training camp battles, but they spent a sixth-round draft pick on, on your boy Bass there because he's got that huge leg. Hauschka's making $2 million. Ty Inseki. Yeah. Now, I love that guy, and I don't think anybody else on the team is equipped to be a swing tackle. But Inseki's okay. cap hit is uh, $3.2 million. Or that's how much the savings would be this year. Lee Smith, 1.75. TJ Yeldon, 1.1 million. If you were to cut all those guys, that would give you a cap savings of $17 million going into next year. You know what you can do with that? You can sign Matt Milano and your entire rookie class. And I will sacrifice all of them for Milano. You like Um, Milano that much? Yes, I love him. I do too. I love Absolutely. Him. And so if that's what we got to do, then let's do it. Um, you talked about DeMarco. DeMarco, he, he's hurt right now from what I understand. And so we got the undrafted rookie in there, and they saying that, hey, you know, once again, you can't make the team being in the uh, medical room, so in the training room. So I, I don't think DeMarco is going to make it, to tell the truth. You don't think so. Now, I I know McDermott loves the guy. He's good on special teams. He's a quote-unquote leader, which McDermott loves. But, yeah, this Reggie Gillum guy, they're talking about, and not only has he been a demon on special teams all throughout you know college, he didn't have too many snaps offensively, but they say he can catch the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would add a new wrinkle. 
Yeah, I heard in practice uh, this week, man, he caught a long touchdown against one of the young linebackers. So, yeah, I mean, once again, I don't, I don't wish ill will on anybody. This, once again, is what I'm hearing, but I wouldn't be surprised if DeMarco is a casualty of the cap. Right. Um, of the players that I mentioned, I think the one that's most likely to stay is um, Ty Nsecki. Because, yeah. again, I don't think anybody else on the team can play left tackle if uh, Deion Dawkins gets hurt. In a pitch. Yep, I agree. Uh, that's a valuable player to have. And they're paying him fringe starter money. I mean, they're paying him like $5 million. That's what they're pay- That's what they're paying Quentin Spain. Right, right. So, Yep. And uh, you talked about Hoska, man, and I'm, I'm hearing about uh, Hoska versus Bass, a, a six-round draft pick. And it, right now, I mean, it's what and what, man. And people ask, oh, can they keep two kickers? That's not going to happen. No, nope, you're not, not going to keep two kickers. You, you don't have room to keep two uh, kickers, especially with these young receivers we got. Like, if we have anything over, it's going to probably be the receiving core. Uh, right. So, uh, I, I think if I had to make a pick right now, I would probably think that we're going to probably keep Hauschka. I, you think they're going to keep Hauschka instead of Bass, huh? From what I hear now, let's Bass turn it up. I mean, I heard he's nailing the long ones, but he's shaking the shorter ones. That's what I'm hearing. Uh, yeah, if I'm not they, mistaken. They sound like they've both been pretty inconsistent. They've right. had, they both had ups and downs, and that's not what you want. And God, it sounds like the punters have been up and down too. Can't we just get a good punter? I, right. We got so spoiled having Brian Mormon all those oh, years. Oh, my man Mormon. <laughs> my man Mormon. Anyway, it seems like it's probably about time to wrap it up. Uh, I'm sure you're tired of hearing me bloviate, but I thank everybody who sat with us the entire time and listened to our our maiden voyage, Jamie D and Big Newt. Uh, it was uh, it was really good hanging out with you, man. This is something I'm looking forward to doing every single damn week. Hey, man, this is a great week, man. I tell you. It's my birthday week, man. Your boy turns 47 on Thursday. I mean, get I the get hell out. mad tomorrow. Oh, yeah, man. August 27th. I'm a Virgo. Holy so God. I get mad and I get mad tomorrow and then my birthday Thursday. And I'm going to drive to St. Louis to go visit my mom next week. And then we're going to get ah. it geared up, man. So going to get yourself some ribs while you're out there? No, man. I'm on a, I'm on a keto. Didn't you hear me say I'm on a keto diet, man? Yeah, I, gotta I don't watch know what you can and can't eat. On that. No, no, I'm messing with you. No, it's it's no carbs. It's it's pretty much no carbs. So uh my favorite is White Castle. That's my vice. I love White Castles. <laughs> well uh, you can you can eat White Castle without the bread. I'll just take the bread out, don't eat, don't drink the soda, and don't eat the fries. I love that. So I, I gotta figure out all that. And of course, I'm gonna be with my dad in the boom boom room talking sports, and he likes to drink, so I got to drink wine instead of drinking my Tito's vodka. So I, I got to I gotta make adjustments, man. But that's what we do. We adjust, right? We audible. We audible, Absolutely. man. You know, so I got to figure it out. But, yeah, yeah I'm man. glad to be on, and I'm looking forward to this season. I pray that uh, we can get this season off, and hopefully we can navigate through this COVID, man, safe. Well, you, you did a great job today, man. And I've, I've got a feeling that you're going to end up on ESPN, and I'm going to end up your uh, – 
I don't know, like your valet carrying your your suitcase or something. But not going to happen, buddy. I'm loyal to the grave, man. It's, it's we're a package <laughs> deal, man. They want me. They got to have you. So, well, thanks, man. Anyway, <laughs> for Big Chris Newton, I'm Jamie D'Amico. We're wrapping it up. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next week. Hey, hey.